This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. This is the Black and Kinky Lifestyle. podcast where we talk about our experiences in the lifestyle as a black couple and yes we do emphasize our blackness because they're just seeing a lot of us out there i mean there are but like not as many as the other people well let me say this when i said when i said it wasn't a lot of us out there i meant there's not a lot of black couple podcasters oh talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah. Shit out there i mean there might be you know there's some you know i think the podcast world is really diverse and uh you know as far as sex positive stuff there's a lot of black folks out there mm-hmm. even though i think the sex positive podcast community is dominated by women mm-hmm. uh, black women in particular um hmm. well i should say the sex positive or black sex positive podcast universe is dominated by black women okay yes um okay so in this episode we're going to talk about the five myths of um the lifestyle and it was um inspired by a message uh twitter message i think we received from somebody that we will review um we'll review in a moment and then we're going to talk about our hot ass night at the Taboo Social Club. Yes. Right outside of Baltimore, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about, let's start with the, let's start with our sticky pages because we had just, we just saw Avengers Endgame. No spoilers now. You mean our hit list? What did I say? Sticky pages. Oh, shit. I meant hit list. <laughs> I was like confused. I was yeah. like, why are we starting with sticky pages? But yes, hit list. Go ahead. Yes. yes Avengers was no awesome. It was definitely worth it. <sighs> I just, I feel good. I feel like satisfied. Yes. And it's so hard to, um, to not spoil this film because there is shit that happens that is just like, oh my God. Like whoever wrote this shit is a fucking genius. Um, right. You know, they're just, you know, ah, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. I think people will see everything they wanted to see uh, when they, <laughs> when they go to see this movie. Um, anyway, uh, who is on your hit list, ma'am? I mean, <clears throat> Black Panther is always on my hit list. So there's that. Um, I know this is going to sound interesting. Like if you've seen the movie, <laughs> but Thor is still on my hit list. (laughs) Okay, well you can't you can't say why. I know, I know, I know. But he's just he's. If you see the movie, like I just there's there's emotional growth there, and that's attractive. And um, I guess in the third act of the movie, Mm -hmm. um, when okay now when he he basically he gets his hair done and i like how his hair looks okay all right he's 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 he looks different in this yeah. film yeah. okay mm-hmm. and you you're still into him yeah. okay that's mm-hmm. interesting yeah um i still really like the char- the i still really like um no uh, i still really like the ch- actress that plays uh, nebula or i like the nebula character mm-hmm. she's played by i think her name is karen Gillian. okay um or maybe it's Gillan, Gillan, Gillan. I don't know. Um, but she, you know, if, if if you haven't seen Avengers: Infinity War, uh-huh. um, you know, stop listening now and watch it um, <laughs> because I'm about to spoil it. Um, fact is that Nebula is one of the is is a character who survives into this sequel, uh-huh. um, and she's i i like her character arc and she has just i'm every time she was on screen i was just all for her i I wanted her to just win at everything um so she's awesome and i think outside of that um i think that's it like i mean scarlett johansson she's hot and she looks interesting in this film but i feel like her eyebrows have been um have been uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? Gradually disappearing with each Avengers film for some reason. Really? Yeah, I don't know if she dyed them, um, oh, not dyed maybe. them, but bleached them out. Yeah, yeah. I hate that look. I just, I'm <laughs> not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she was, she was cool. Um, I still like Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel's another one. She's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah. She's hot. Definitely. And she she got a little hair done, a little a little new hairstyle yes. that I am not fond of. Why? This short hair, lo- it's sort of it's it's the Hillary Clinton look. <laughs> that's what it reminds me uh. of. It doesn't just remind me of lesbians. It reminds me of Hillary Clinton, <laughs> and that's just a fail. Yeah. Anything that reminds you of Hillary Clinton is a fail. I don't know. There's a lot of characters in this movie. Um. Yeah. As uh, you know, I think as expected. I mean, it's an Avengers film. There's a lot of characters in all these films, but um, but yeah, I think that's it. Out of all the ca- oh well, well no, there's also ah, who's the character that plays um, one of the? I guess she's an archangel or something. Oh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, the Valkyrie. Oh, um, what's that girl name? She was yes. in. I know um, she was in she was in the Dear Thor White movie. People. Yeah. She was in yeah, she was in Thor. Um what the hell was the name of that movie? Oh, um Ragnarok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in that one. She was also in um Um Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, yes. Yeah. So but that's it. I mean, it was a great movie. Uh, please see it. it. Apparently, it made $1.2 billion. That's on a debut. lot of money. Like, there are films that never even make it to that point in their entire, like, showing time. And they made that in the opening weekend. For real. That's crazy. $1.2 billion. Are you serious? Mm. So, apparently, Disney is, like, taking over this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they've been taking over. But they once they come out with their streaming service, they, they're stealing now all this content. Now we gotta buy Disney Plus. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to have all the shows. All the movies are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, you're not going to be able to watch Infinity. Like, we watched, before we watched uh, Endgame, we watched Infinity Wars again on Netflix. But we won't be able to do that because it'll be on Disney+. Plus. That That is crazy. Like, you're going to, like, we're all going to know just how much Disney has done once mm-hmm. they come out with that shit. Yes. Like, it's not just a few movies. It's like they have, like, they got no. the Star Wars franchise now. They have, like, all of, all of Century Two. Century 21, 21 Fox, Fox, Century 21, whatever that is. They have all of that. Mm-hmm. They got all of Fox. Um, yeah, so it's not just like the Disney Channel. It's like some major movies yeah. that you like that, yep. and shows that are going to be on there because they're pulling all their content from all other services. Like that's why Daredevil got canceled and, um, well, Luke Cage was trash and so was Iron Fist. Um, but <laughs> Jessica Jones and all those other shows yeah. because Disney was coming out with their streaming service and they didn't want to have their properties yeah. on other services. And apparently they're going to be making their own series. Um, yeah, they're going to be making their own series, yeah. That'll be tying into some new f- new films that are coming out as well. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, capitalism at its finest. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some messages we got. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to all of those folks that responded to our last episode where we talked about uh, racial preferences on lifestyle um, uh, website profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just people just really kind of, you know, I think they, they, they sent, uh, we've just been getting messages about it and people have been coming up to us telling us how much they appreciated us, you know, just sharing that Um yeah. You know, shout out to We Got a Thing for putting us on their list of favorite podcasts. Shout out to that couple next door um, who um, I think they re- retweeted our episode and they, they really appreciated it. Um, and I, I think it I think it was great. I think it started a conversation that folks just, you know, needed to have. Um, and I know we said that's part one. It is part one. And there will be other parts. Um, we're not going to hit you with them back to back. Because uh, we want to really take our time to make sure that we are um, thoughtfully putting together our arguments and our perspectives. And, you know, there there's some heavy topics. And so, you know, we while we are while we do want to educate folks and inform folks like 
a lot of this show is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to make sure that we keep a nice balance of being entertaining and informative. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that it, it was a hard episode to write. Uh, I'm glad we approached it the way we did. Uh, but I think, you know, this, the, I mean, a lot of the stuff isn't easy to understand, but, uh, you know, somebody had sent us a message the other day just <laughs> being amused by the fact that it just all ended with us talking about how not to be an asshole. Yes. <laughs> so um, one of the responses uh, came from, um, I'll just say, uh, a J, his, his name, um, I won't mention, but I'll just say initials JB. And... Um, and so he writes, he wrote us on Twitter, and I I loved this tweet. I mean, the, this <laughs> not this DM. DM. So, uh, just reading it out, I'd like to address your comments regarding fetishism as it, as it pertains to black people. In your mind, when does personal preference cross into fetishism? For example, I think women with black skin are sexy as hell, as all hell, excuse me. That's a personal preference of mine, just like, for example, some people find redheaded women and brunette women, blonde women, fair-skinned or tanned women to be sexy. When someone says something like, I've never been with a redheaded woman before, how would that be any different from someone saying, I've never been with a black woman before? So I highlighted the last part of this uh, Twitter message because uh-huh. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the message. Uh, the reason I'm asking is, as a white male, I don't see the world through anyone else's eyes but my own. So as to not offend anyone in the future, could you please explain further? That part I love because he's literally saying, how could I just not be an asshole? Mm-hmm. That's all he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't educate folks on the horrors of slavery, Jim Crow, and the civil rights movement, and disenfranchisement, and the history of racism that's been in this country, and that's been around the world, um, and the global and domestic racism, systematic racism, and structural racism that still occurs to this day. Um can't educate people on all of that stuff i can only say hey here's how to not be an asshole even if you don't know that stuff and this guy's asking how could i just not be an asshole right that's why i like that 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 last line so i actually had a response to him but um in listening to that message i mean did you have a response um well i think you know skin color to me, skin color and hair color are, we're not comparing apples to apples, um, particularly given the history of our country. Um, I think you can appreciate a person um, and appreciate their color without that being, you know, the first thing that you kind of uh, go after and, and hint at. Um, I don't think you, you know, I absolutely think you should, if you see a beautiful black woman and you love, you know, the color of her skin, absolutely approach her, you know, shoot your shot, do your thing, but don't let your opening line be, I just wanted to talk to you because I thought your skin color was so beautiful because for me and, you know, some, for some other black women that would be off-putting. I'm not going to say that every black woman is going to respond that way. Um, some would, you know, be very flattered by that and, you know, really appreciate the compliment. But there there are others that, you know, that's just very off-putting because then it's like, like, you don't even know me. Like, you didn't think to, you know, think about, you know, asking me anything or, you know, anything else. And And one thing is just color is very triggering because um, if you did the same thing and you were like, walked up to me like, I really like your titties, I probably wouldn't, you know, I'd probably laugh that off and, you know, we'd start a conversation. But because there's, you know, a different context with skin color, um, it can be a more precarious way to approach. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So uh, I think there's just this general thing um, because – for 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 the gentleman that tweeted us, you know, he mentioned that 
you know, what's the difference between redheaded, you know, saying you like redheaded women, brunette women, women with big titties, whatever. Um, and here's the thing. I think for a lot of not just white people, but just people who are not quite connected to um, the history of racism mm -hmm. in a way that many black people have no choice but to be connected to. Yeah. Um, like I can't, I don't, I can't afford to forget that I'm black. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, every time I'm ha stopped by the police, I'm reminded about how many black people are shot mm -hmm. by the cops. Um, when I walk into a store and like, you know, I'm being treated ru rudely uh, by a sales associate or I'm being followed like I am in those in those instances, I'm reminded I'm black. So I'm just I'm just saying all of that to say that um, I think for black people, for many black people and for many other folks of color, um, there are these there's you know racism is just this thing that's that's there mm -hmm. that you're you know that you're aware of and i think for uh many right. you know um white people don't have to think about the fact that they're white right. um and that's 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 a privilege now i think what comes with that privilege for many um is to forget um or to just not necessarily be thinking about um to be thinking about racism as a thing that exists and has existed and has you know has done these terrible things mm -hmm. um there is a history of slavery that was directly connected to race there was a history of um there was a history of um civil oppression um and human rights violations directly connected to race um in our entertainment industry racism was a norm excluding black folks from some of the things that white people have enjoyed throughout the history of this country was just part of our culture. Um, and black people just, we, a lot of black folks just know that yeah. and it's there. Um, and so when you say, how is it different from me, from you mentioning redheaded, you know, your preference for redheads and your preference for brunettes, um, well, I don't know if there's been a history of oppression against redheads and brunettes. I don't know if the same kind of negative context that's existed for those groups has right. existed for black people. So what I'm saying there is that I think for many white people, you know, you sort of you have the privilege to not sort of think about those things. Um, but you're also you're also what that comes with is thinking about race as just another characteristic that just like anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not just like anything else. It race has a very dark history in this country mm -hmm. and it has a dark presence as well. you know, pun unintended there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, when it comes to certain policies, when it comes to, um, uh, um, certain, you know, social issues that are going on in this country, like race is still a thing for us. Yeah. Oh, um, like, it, like yeah. you just posted, you know, on your, your social media, you know, it's 2019 and in California, they just had to pass a law so that black folks weren't discriminated against because of their hair. Yeah. Like literally just how your hair grows out of your head. Mm -hmm. We had to put into law for you know employers and other individuals not to discriminate against folks in 2019 right you know we're we're, we're post-slavery but you know it, it, this is still something that's very real and very relevant um in our world and i think when you know i, I think a, a rebuttal to that oftentimes from um non-minorities is well that's why i don't see color you know i don't, I don't see color um, you know, that, that's that's exactly. a response. Yes. And, you know, I'm also offended by that because um, I'm not asking for erasure. And when you say that I don't see color, you're you are erasing a part of my identity. Mm -hmm. And I love I love my skin. I love the color of my skin. I'm mm -hmm. very happy to be a black woman. There's there's no um, 
doubt about that in my mind um and so I'm not I'm not asking for you know eraser you to not see you know whatever what I, I'm looking because that's a that's a por- an important part of who I am um as a complex and dynamic individual so yes I want you to acknowledge that I just don't want that to be the only thing that you acknowledge and I don't want it to be the first thing that you acknowledge yeah yeah, so I actually I have a point for that as well. So, um, so you know, there, I think when people say they don't see color, um, I think for for most people, um, they're trying to say that um, they they're just going to treat you like they would treat mm-hmm, anybody mm-hmm. else, right? Um, which you know, I think I think there is some merit to that. I mean, I think that's fine. I think that's something you know we 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 ask for. Like when you're approaching someone, just you know, approach them, um, you know like they are a person mm-hmm. um now not seeing color in in that in that case is is fine but i think not seeing color can also get you in trouble because if you don't see race or consider it a lot of the stuff i just said about race in the history of this country you'll sort of forget about and won't see a problem with coming up to somebody saying hey i love your black skin right. you know um in that case, it, it, it could get you in trouble because you're just sort of seeing, you know, whatever. It's just a characteristic, right? Yeah. Um, but um, but it's 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 more than that, and it, it and its history is is more than that. So the second thing I wanted to say in regards to this is that um, for me as a for me as a black man, and for you as a black woman, I'm sure this is true for you. We want to racism really sucks. Yeah, it's not sexy. It really sucks, and we want to stay as far away from it as humanly possible. We want to avoid it. We don't want to be around that shit. Mm-hmm. But there's there are very few people walking around with "I am a racist" tattoo on their <laughs> head, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not there. I mean, you see some some people mm-hmm. have like swastikas tattooed, yeah. um, but for the most part, people don't have people aren't you know openly displaying it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think what I do is, you know, I know that there are certain indicators of racism. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you show any of those indicators, even though those indicators may not be in and of themselves racist, I'm like, okay, a red flag goes up and I'm like, okay, racism, this smells like racism. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to back off from it because I don't even want to give myself the chance of experiencing a racist incident. Um, And that's where a lot of the, when we talk about black people being vigilant um, or always being vigilant, particularly when they are the minority in a space, that's, that's a lot of where that comes from. Right, exactly. And when somebody brings up, and there, 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 you know, there could be countless indicators of racism. Again, that in and of themselves may not be racist, but they're red flags. Yeah. And one of them is if you walk to me and the first thing that comes out of your mouth has has something to do with my race or something to do with a stereotype, even if it's harmless, like. Oh wow! I've I've never I've I've literally you're the first black person I've seen at this party, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know that's that's a like especially and yes, it does matter what race you are. If a black guy came up to me and said that, like I I wouldn't it wouldn't raise a red flag for me. But no. if a white person came up and said that to yes. me, it'd be totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be like, well, what what where is this coming from? Like I don't know if this person is racist, but if they were racist, that might be something that they would say to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that one respect the vigilance um, that Black people have. Like it's not just this. Oh, we're being too sensitive. Some of us are more sensitive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the worst things you can do is sort of dismiss that vigilance right. um, because experiencing racism fucking sucks. Yeah. It it is something that will keep you keep you up at night you know and mm-hmm. i think anybody can experience racism but unfortunately the exper- the the racism experienced by black people has like it it has literally decimated communities you mm-hmm. know it has killed people um not just one person but groups but several people yeah like uh, and if if you've if you've had and i think this is the case for a lot of black people if you've had 
apparently except for um what's that girl's name jordan woods who just figured out what it means to be a black woman or feel like a black woman um (laughs) but um if you're a black person growing up in america you've probably experienced some you know either microaggression or macroaggression since childhood Mm -hmm. some kind of you know racist macro microaggression and so that kind of learning history um creates in a per in creates in a person a high level of aversion to those kinds of experiences so it doesn't take much to be like oh no i don't i'm not interested in whatever this is <laughs> well so so let's let's define or give an example of a microaggression you've experienced in the in the lifestyle in the lifestyle yeah have you um Probably. I feel like we did on the Bliss Cruise and we spoke about it. There yeah. was a hair incident. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the guy said that my hair is so strange. Right. Yes. So, again, the comment itself may not be racist, right. mm-hmm. but that shit was a high indicator for both of us. Like, oh, I yeah. couldn't believe he said that. I couldn't either. Um, but it's almost like the the thing it triggered in me was like, okay, he said that and he thought that that would be something okay, acceptable and sort of, it was like, wow, you really, you mm-hmm. really have some fucking nerve saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened it, that a very similar incident happened to me while we were in the hot tub um, and a woman was ch- touching my hair and just the first thing that came out of her mouth was she just never had a conversation with a black person before. Well, I would think that a uh, touch is a macroaggression. If you feel entitled to put your hands on me, that's a macroaggression. Yeah, without without asking without asking permission. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the my advice to um, JB JB um, was really like. Um, yo, you can you can love black women. I don't blame you. Um, all the white folk, all the white men out there who love black women, ain't that, look. I got nothing but love for you, for you, you brothers. All right. You like black women. I like black women. We got th- we got something in common. Um, so I'd say that, uh, yo, um, just to keep yourself, uh, you know, just just to keep yourself from fucking up your chances and talking yourself out of pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, some black women wouldn't have a problem with you being, bling, bringing up race, um, but the bell is one of these beautiful black women who would have a problem with you bringing that up as the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is, yo, rap to her, spit your game, do your thing, keep race out of the conversation until folks are comfortable and trusting. Because if you bring up race, what you could be setting off for her is a red flag even if it's just a preference even if it's just another preference for you and that very very well may be true i have um you know i don't think that um your preference is racist at all um but i do think that you want to avoid um not just offending right offending is like you know i think fucking people get offended and nothing happens after that Mm -hmm. um but you could set off a red flag you don't want to set off a racist red flag because folks run away and they stay away and there's you know once you've been once you've been labeled as a racist in somebody's head especially me as a black person once you once you're racist in my mind i'm staying clear i don't care Mm -hmm. what you do you can apologize you can say i don't give a fuck like i'm keeping my distance you know um because again racism sucks so i hope that was helpful to um jb and um for all those other folks out there who love brown skin (laughs) all right another question um i think this was another tweet or dm um Hey, y'all, love the podcast and love that you bring black perspective to the lifestyle community. I wish there were more like y'all. So do we. (laughs) So do we. We really do wish there were more because people are asking us to do things and we can't do it. I mean, we just it's just not our style and we need some more diversity. So moving on with this message. But enough of the lovey-dovey stuff. If you would like, could you please do an episode on misconceptions in the lifestyle? I know you've done episodes about race and how people can um, misconstrue 
misconstrue certain stereotypes. I just feel that there's misconceptions like there's no cheating when it comes to swinging. Yes, you can still cheat when you're a swinger. Mm -hmm. I think this is a misconception because you can definitely still cheat on your partner in the lifestyle. Just wanted to see what y'all thought about that. Hope y'all have a great night. All right. So um, so this episode was for you. Um, thank you for uh, sending us a message. I totally did not write her name here, but she knows who she is if she wrote this. Um, so we decided to do an episode on myths about the swinger lifestyle. And we're going to go through these quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we've got to talk about this night we had at Taboo. And Game of Thrones is coming on soon. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that's the worst fucking thing you could have said to me. <laughs> um, all right. So, myth number one: uh, swingers are godless, deviant freaks. So basically, this is the um, this is the myth that all swingers are just freaks, and um, you know there are no like conservative swingers that aren't into the kinky stuff and all of that shit. I would say we're moderately conservative. And we love God and we're Christians and we still go to church and we pray together every night. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know, you know, how, how that goes together, but you know, well, I mean, I know, I know how we identify our spirituality and how we reconcile that, um, which may not be the same for everybody. Um, you know, but you know, we're us and God are good. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I I think when we, we when we think of sin, um, we think of sin as anything that will separate you from God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lifestyle isn't something that separated us from God. Mm-mm. Um, I actually, I mean, it's if anything, it's allowed us to celebrate God more. Because it, you know, it, it allowed us to celebrate our relationship more and our sexuality more and our gift of sexuality that God has given us more. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, and the thing is, you know, some people are into that kink devil worship shit. No, we ain't into that shit. You know, some people, some people do some freak shit with getting tied up with chains and shit. We we don't well, we don't just BDSM. Yeah, you know, that's satanic. Well, no, I wouldn't. I yo, I didn't. I hope that's not how that came off. <laughs> <laughs> yo, they will cut the BDSM. Can community will come after us with a vengeance mm-hmm. i'm not saying that yeah. what i'm saying is like bdsm in and of itself is like it's 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 a sexual subculture yeah um and i feel like when people think of swingers they think swingers are into all of these different like if well, you're a swinger right. you're into all of this shit yeah no you're into like fucking bob barbed wire and getting tied up in mm-hmm. that shit Definitely and, not. you know it not really some swingers are like you know, some swingers just do missionary. Yeah. <laughs> some swingers are boring as fuck. Yeah. Like they just like like I say, I'm I I'm a vanilla swinger, I would say. Um What the hell is a vanilla swinger? Vanilla swinger is somebody like you're not into a whole lot of kink shit, but you just like fucking other people. I just like dick. Like I don't need it. <laughs> To be like fancy and you know tied up and all this other shit. Like I just need a plain old regular dick. You don't do anal. I don't do anal. No, no. Double, double pre- Only penetration. Only no double penetration. You I'm can't. not interested in that. I just want regular vaginal penetration <laughs> with a penis. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could switch up the positions and all that kind of stuff, but like. You ain't gotta hang me upside down, like you ain't gotta beat my ass before. Like I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. You do like a little bit of choking, though. I do like a little bit of choking. I still feel like that's pretty regular. I do like a just a little bit of spanking, maybe a little bit of biting. But when you start going into some other shit, I'm just no. Mm-mm. I okay. Don't want it. All right, I love it. Thank you, Bill. That was that was perfect. <laughs> so number two is swingers can't cheat on their partner. So what do you think about that one? Okay, first of all, this is called ethical non-monogamy. So that means you all have made an agreement about how you will engage out sexually outside of your relationship. And so if you break that agreement, you're cheating. Like, so if you decide that we only have sex together, 
you know, if we only have sex with other people when we're together or we have to um, we have to tell each other, you know, who we're um, having sex with or we have to approve each other's partners or whatever or certain people are off limits. If you go outside of that, that is cheating. Like there are rules, there are boundaries. And so anytime that you um, break those, first of all, you need to have them in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. And anytime that you step outside of those, that's cheating. Yeah, so I'd agree. I mean, you know, people have different reasons for cheating um, that the lifestyle can't really can't really address Mm -hmm. so some people will cheat because they just want variety right well the lifestyle can help that i mean folks that are just in it because they need want variety i think you know many times you know the lifestyle lifestyle is good you're sort of safe um but some people are looking for you know when they cheat on their partners sometimes they're looking for more appreciation and more intimacy um that they're not getting in their in their relationship yo um you can be in this lifestyle hard body and still be the victim of cheating um uh really uh, strong infidelity or a affair that happens like you know right under your nose you don't even know what's happening um that can still happen even though you guys are swinging if folks just need or just looking for love somewhere else even though you guys are engaging in this really fun lifestyle um that can still that can still happen like cheating can still be a thing um uh now i think the um i think the common um belief is that swingers probably cheat a lot less than vanilla couples i actually think that's true (laughs) um because uh swingers are actually you know motivated exactly they're motivated to communicate if if things are getting out of hand with another partner um So let's move on to number three. Uh, Swingers have no preferences and just want to fuck everybody everywhere at any time. Mm -mm. I've met some. Most of the swingers that we know, I would say are extra picky. Actually, I think you're like the least picky swinger that I know. (laughs) That's not true. Come on, man. It's true. All right. It's true. I, I I won't. I'm I won't. not judging. Yes, you're totally judging me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, this is an easy one. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you you up here fucking ugly bitches, but uh, you're very welcoming. <laughs> no, I mean when I'm in the right mood, I'll fucking I'll, I will like if you if I'm at one of these hotel socials and I've I've just been busting nuts like I'm I'm in that zone like you know somebody just walks. I remember one time there was a hotel social we went to, and I was I mean I was playing a lot and I was drinking and this this white woman I'll never forget this because I feel like the blacks looked at me and judged me because. Of <laughs> Because this older white woman comes up to me and she's like, "You want this white pussy?" Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, yo, let's go. I'll fuck the shit out of this white pussy." <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely did that. Um, so yeah, I would not have done that if I hadn't. If I just wasn't in the zone. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yo, like, first of all, I think. As we've been in this lifestyle longer, we've probably gotten more picky. Uh, we've also run into a lot of swingers who just do not, they don't play on the first date. Yeah. Uh, they don't play on the second or third date either. Yeah. Um, and that's a difference for us because we'll play on the first date. Oh, we definitely will. <laughs> like if you, if, if you're acceptable and my parameters acceptable and... We could fuck that are. day. Uh, yeah, we could fuck. Like that it day. don't matter what time it is. Like after yeah. brunch, fine. Yeah. Um. Still hasn't happened. Well, no, no. Yeah, it happened at the cabin getaway. Let me stop. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the other thing is, um, you know, I'll never forget. Uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast one time. I'll go through this quickly, but you know, we were at the shadows one time, uh, and there was a couple who had been there the first time. I think it was her birthday and, you know, she came to that party thinking that it was going to be a turn up orgy fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's no, you go to a sex club. <laughs> that's not what goes down. Right. Um, you know, people end up fucking, usually people end up fucking the people they came in with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, but if, you know, strangers just getting together, getting naked and fucking in the back room, um, everywhere, anywhere, whoever, it don't matter, that's not going down. Like, if you think that's what's going on in these lifestyle sex clubs, you're wrong. It's not. <laughs> it's not. There's a lot of people watching. A lot of people a just lot of people fucking watching. their partners. There's a few few people that are swapping, but more likely than not, they came in together. Or, yeah, or they, they know knew each other. Each other. Okay, so number four, swingers are just doing this because they are tired of their partners. No, not at all. Like I said, I think the the sex, I mean, we already had a great sex life. And if anything, it just made our sex life, and not just sex life in general, but the like our, us having sex with each other better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, some people are just looking for adventure, uh, and that's what we're looking for. Now, some people are swinging because they're tired of their partners, and we met them. <laughs> and sometimes we can understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, number five. All swingers, all swinger couples were introduced into the lifestyle because their man wanted to fuck other bitches. Nope. Mm-mm. Holy fuck. I was so wrong about this one because I walked in with this assumption myself. Yeah. But no, it's a lot of the women introduced their man because either... They were interested in other women or they just like dick. And they wanted more dick. Some yeah. women are just in this because they wanted like and some some men have no had no interest yeah. in, in fucking other women. They mm-hmm. wanted to fuck their woman with another man or they wanted to watch their wives fuck other men or the women. Like you said, they the women might have been the aggressors. They just wanted another dick mm-hmm. at the same time or separately. Mm-hmm. Um, or I sequentially, I should say. Um, yes, you were, you were, you were, you wanted more dick, but I think you wanted adventure too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I didn't introduce it. No. No, I, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did introduce it, but it wasn't because I wanted to fuck other women. Like I, I was literally looking for adventure. Like I wanted to go out and know that there was a possibility that the night can end with some freaky sex shit going on (laughs) and i liked that feeling even if it didn't happen (laughs) all right so those are the five myths um if there are any other myths please uh hit us up on twitter um and tag us uh let us know what some of your myths of the lifestyle are um and um and yeah we might actually start a hashtag see where it goes myths of Hashtag swinger myths. Hashtag swinger myths. Yes. I like that. Hashtag swinger myths. Um, Post on Twitter. Tag us. Let us know what are some of the myths you've heard. We'll be absolutely glad to hear. If you have any myths that we haven't mentioned, and I'm sure there are, um, please uh, feel free to do that or text. uh, uh, Send us a uh, email at black. So yeah, right. Black and kinky lifestyle at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. All right, moving on from myths, let's move on to our sticky pages. I uh, can't believe how much we've spoken already. <laughs> sticky pages. All right, so um, we went to Taboo. I'm not going to say we'll, we just went to Taboo. Um, and we this would be the first time we were meeting people at Taboo. Uh, we were yeah. meeting with... Um, I mean, every time we go, we see people we know, but this is the first time like we went with an intentional group. Right. Um, and so, uh, we met with the Amores and the Jacksons. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so this was, a this was one of Taboo's, um, blackout nights where they turn off the lights or turn down the lights, uh, at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you think of the, um, so let's, let's, let's tell the story here. Um, so I'm, I'll set it up and set it up until we got to the playroom. And then I, when we get, when we get to the playroom part, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just—it's just so interesting. So, um, so we all get there. Um, uh, there was another couple friend of ours who hosts at uh, Taboo. Uh, I won't say what their names are because they didn't give us permission. But um, they were—they uh, set up a table for us, and um, it was cool. You know, we got there, we danced. Um, there were a few other couples we met that night that we would have liked to play with, but did not. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was disappointed. Well. Um, I just would have liked to, yeah, meet some more couples, but I don't know. I was just not feeling it. We had done a lot that day, so. Oh my God, this weekend was epic. Mm-hmm. Epic was shit we were doing. Um, so we get to the end of the night and, 
Mr. Amor uh, had got a room reserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, at Taboo, it takes a while for your room to come up because, you know, people are using them. They got 45 minutes and it, it can it can cause a little bit of a gridlock. So we went down to the playroom thinking our room was ready, but it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, there were 30 minutes left. Uh, and so that's why I said they need buzzers. You know, like you could go into the restaurant. Oh my gosh, you couldn't tell better. <laughs> you got a buzzer, and they buzz you when you. So then you can just go. You know, if it's at a mall, go walk around the mall or whatever, and then they buzz you when your table is ready. They need buzzers. Yeah, they really do need. That would be so helpful at mm-hmm. Taboo because you don't want to walk all the way down those stairs and then like they tell you, okay, you got another thirty minutes. You look at them stairs. Nobody feels like walking up them shits. And then you just waiting down there. Yep, a lot of people waiting down. Sometimes that's an opportunity to get to know folks, and you know they're still porn playing downstairs, so you can you know watch that. Mm-hmm. But the other option is you can go into the group room that um, that really has no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no eligibility criteria for getting in there. <laughs> You could just walk in and watch. Um, no, or, you're not supposed. If you're just watching, you're not supposed to be in there. Yeah, but still- you're, if you're watching, you're supposed to be on the outside. If yeah. you're in there, you're supposed to be engaging in sex acts. Right. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so Mr. Amore decided to go into the group room. Now, if I knew that, I didn't realize that until we were going in. If I knew that, I would have stopped everybody and said, no, wait, don't do this. <laughs> um, not a good idea. Um, but we're headed into this place because I've never had a good experience in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going in there. Now you take over and, and tell what happened because I was just lost. Apparently, So there was a, there was two beds together in the back corner. Um but we had like a party of seven. So it it was tight. It was tight. Yeah. Um, so and there's no like there's some hooks on the wall, but there's like nowhere to put your stuff. And so we're trying to you had on like ten shirts. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, you know, where we're putting all our stuff because then I wanna make sure we know where it is. So I don't have to go searching for stuff when we're ready to go. Um, and so, you know, where everybody's, you know, undressing. Well, actually I think I had already my I had my lingerie on at that point. Um, but everybody's, you know, getting on the bed, like, you know, You had on some sexy ass lingerie. God damn. (laughs) Thank you. And beautiful girl, but this girl comes and sits on the bed. So like she just sits down on the bed, on the corner of the bed. And so we're all like do y'all know? Do y'all know her? Like, <laughs> you know, because everyone else we on the bed we knew, and so Mr. Amore, the, the facilitator that he is, he's like, "Hey, baby girl, what's up? Like, what's your name? You know, how you doing? Blah blah blah." And like, she just looks at him, and I'm like, "Well, well what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> And then I look at Mr. Jackson. He was like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, she just, she didn't say her name. Like, she didn't, just did not respond. She did not say anything. Anything. Yeah. And we're all sitting there looking at her like, well, well, the fuck you doing here then? Like, you can't, you can't speak? Like, what is going Another black girl. See, this is why we say, we don't play with all black people. she was gorgeous. She was very pretty. And I don't know if, like, she just didn't know what to do. But see, even if you don't know what to do, like, you were, like, I like what Miss Jackson said when we talked about this later. It's like, if you were bold enough to just sit on the bed with some motherfuckers you don't even know, like, you can't say your name, like, at that point. You can't respond. (laughs) To a person that's asking you a question? Right. And so, and then you were confused. You weren't on the bed yet. You were confused, not knowing what was going on. I was still wondering what the fuck we were doing in there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I was just like, you know, I was telling you, just just get on the bed. Just like, grab an ass or something. Lick a titty. Do something. Um, Because it was just going to be a weird situation. Um, and so we start playing. I'm playing with Mr. Amore. And then at some point she was there with a guy and her guy comes over and they cut start playing together on our bed. Still don't know who these people are. Right. No names. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They just refuse to talk to us. I don't know. It was just very strange. And, and the thing is, like, it would have made sense 
if they didn't start trying to touch some of us right. during the time they were playing. Because yes. you could make the argument that, you know, she's pretty and this person is like trying to like talk to her and she's like, she sort of had, has her guards up because she's like, no, I'm just on this bed because this is like the only real estate that's available for mm-hmm. me to fuck. And I don't want to play with any of you guys, so I'm not going to engage. Fine. Maybe she doesn't know how to express that. But like if you're on the bed... And you like she wanted to play. She wanted yeah. to touch. Um, and again, this is why I don't like that playroom because people are in there. And, you know, I think a, a lot of times in Taboo's group playroom, if you're in there, the assumption is and this is one of the myths of swingers that we just talked about. The assumption is that if you're in that group room, you're willing to play with the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was okay. I don't think he was trying to touch anybody. I can't. No, recall. he was touching people too. Oh, see, um, but they they would they would like rubbing on motherfuckers like foot and feet <laughs> and leg and legs and like they were touching asses at some point. Yeah. Somebody got their ass touched without permission. Like, yo, okay. this is not cool, people. You can't do that. And the thing is. Like, we would have played with them. Like, the group would have accepted them into play yes, with Yes, they us. were attractive. If they were fucking spoke up and yeah. said, like, hey, we're such and such, you know, we come here all the time or this is our first time or whatever. Because this is a very friendly group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people are drawn to our group because we look like we're having a good time because we are, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we're friends and we're laughing and joking and everyone's, you know, hot and everyone's fucking really good. And it's a nice show. And so people like, because we had a couple couples that were just standing around watching us, which is a regular occurrence. Um, (laughs) But, you know, and so if they wanted, and it's not like we, I mean, we've never, I've never been in a situation. Well, I won't say this. Um, it's rare that we'll be just like, no, like you can't sit with us. Um, you know, if it, if we feel like somebody's just, there's issues there or, you know, someone's being too aggressive or something like that, that's definitely happened. But, you know, we would have been welcoming them to the group if they would have just introduced themselves. Right. Like if I'm going to fuck you, I at least want to know your name. Right. I might forget it. Yeah. Um, but at <laughs> but least, I know I want to know that we like we had those formalities. <laughs> right. Because, you know, because honestly, you might be crazy. I don't know. But just like if you're not crazy right now, like a good indication of you being normal is to answer my fucking question. Like, right. The simple question of like, what is your name? Yeah. So. um so I, you know, the the, the other, yeah, and a lot of people do like you know we're, we were some we were we were a sexy group last night, and you know this always happens when we start playing with a group, except for that kink party we went to. But <laughs> when we start playing with a group, um, you know, we attract a lot of eyes. People watch, and you know, I don't I don't know if it's because I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that we're black. I have no idea. Um, but I was talking, we were talking to Mr. and Mrs. Jackson about this. Mm. I just, I, I, you know, we got this sense that, uh, you know, maybe they don't, maybe, maybe folks aren't used to seeing like groups of black people fucking like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always this like show you have to see, but I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on from that, we eventually leave the group room because i think somebody was like yo i want to get out of here and everybody was like yep because it was just like hot and stuffy and we couldn't breathe and it just smelled like badissi yeah and And it felt like i felt like it was on my skin like i had (laughs) yeah badissi like oh god so yeah we left there because our room was finally ready um and and it was a beautiful room yeah we went into the room we went into the the private group room the six or more room um in there and we had a good time like i think that time at that point like i think we just had paired off um because you and i were playing together yeah um and then the moors were playing together um and that their single lady was playing with them as well um single lady had on a very very nice um very nice outfit yeah Yeah, i love fishnet um and yeah so the amours were playing and I, I remember I was, I had you 
I was I was fucking you from behind. Mm-hmm. And I think Miss Amore was like getting eaten out. Oh yeah, like y'all came at the same time. We came at the but same, but separately. That was so hot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like there was so much build up. Like I was like pounding it, and mm-hmm. then it's just I was like, <laughs> I, and and we were like both of us were we had the similar octave and mm-hmm. moans, and then it was like it just exploded. It yeah. just it was awesome to hear it. I I just liked the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the private playroom was fun there was i think there was another couple that was trying to watch us and i don't know what was going on there this this is what i mean and the thing is like this is what this is what i mean like uh, going back to our myths like yo there are just so many couples that just aren't ready (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're just not ready they're in this lifestyle but their shit's shit's, they're just not ready for Mm. i mean it's i mean the only way to find out is to jump out there um and hopefully you know you're with uh a safe group doing that um but yeah so yeah then they kicked us out <laughs> the yeah. playroom um and we all went home well we went to breakfast yeah we went to breakfast first and, and then we went and home. then we went home so um so yeah that was <laughs> that was a fun night and um Honestly, I I was smashing you so hard, and I was I was I was smashing. I, we I had played. a good session. It yeah, I mean it's cool, but sometimes it's like I realized there was just a lot of things that because we we had somewhat of a dry season for a while. There mm-hmm. were just a lot of meet and greets, and you know a lot of places we went to, and they just didn't go anywhere. So we haven't been pay- playing with a lot of couples. So I realized how this affects me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we went out to Taboo, like I. It was the first time we went out to a lifestyle event and I did not bring condoms. Yeah. It's the first time that happened. And there's only like one or two condom brands that I really trust that never let me down. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have them with me that night. And I was like, because I got so used to just not using one. I mean, <laughs> not because I'm fucking people unprotected. It's just we're not playing with other couples like yeah. that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what's going on, but... Um, then you know we go to taboo and like i have to buy these bullshit ass condoms from the gas station that aren't my special brand <laughs> you know magnums and trojans they fucking suck to me mm-hmm. um you know they're awful and some people like them but i i don't uh so um what ends up happening is like you know just full disclosure like my dick is injured right now yeah it's it's injured like it's like it's it's chafed and it sucks and i need like a few days to heal oh Um, you're going out of town yeah um so i'm i'm not happy about that shit at all like the the condom chafed you i think so Mm -hmm. i think like because because your pussy usually gets really wet it was very wet um yeah it was it was super wet um but i feel like when i put on a condom and then i enter you it just it feels it just feels wrong it feels like something (laughs) something like when i put on like these bullshit ass condoms i don't know anyway i'm injured so sometimes (laughs) that's injured reserve (laughs) yeah some yeah so sometimes that's that's a good sign because it means i've been fucking a lot which i was doing last night but Mm. you know how many how many nuts did you bust last night? I feel like you busted a few. I busted three nuts. Damn. I had three. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was a fairly good night for me. Yeah, no, that's that's a good night. All right, what do we got coming up? Um, I don't know. Are we doing anything? I don't think anything's on the calendar. We're going to synergies. Um, that's not until June. Oh shit. No, we're going. Oh oh oh, meet and greet. We're going to a meet and greet on the eleventh playground meet and greet mm-hmm. oh yes and that couple next door is supposed to be there oh i have to check and make sure that's okay for me to say um so uh yeah and the playground meet and greets are fucking epic mm-hmm. so we're looking forward to that um and amore getaways has a website membership plan now um uh if you um if you leave us a message, not a message. A if, DM. 
No, not a, a DM. Email? No, uh, a review on iTunes. Oh. <laughs> Rate us and then review us on iTunes. And that means you gotta type some shit. Yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck if it's negative or positive. <laughs> huh? What? Positive, please. <laughs> um, I mean, be real. Don't lie. Yeah. No. Review. Re- review the show, uh, and we will. Um, you'll be entered into a chance to win a free month's membership. Um, oh, for raffle. a Moore's, a Moore's getaway. That's right. A raffle. Um, but yeah, please, um, please do um, uh, rate. And we'll have more details about that raffle in the show notes. Right. Uh, including how long it's supposed to last. Because, you know, more getaways can't be given free nah. memberships for that long. All right. Everybody got to make it. Everybody's hustling, son. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we clearly have to watch Game of Thrones and do a whole bunch of other shit. Yes. Um, so, uh, yo, everybody out there, thanks for listening in. Um, and, um, yeah, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Peace out. Black and kinky, black and kinky. Black and kinky lifestyle.